everyone, medium Cindy Kaza here. Gotta say, I'm really glad I'm a comedian and not a comedian because you guys have it rough. I'm here at the Ego's Last Stand podcast. When I come around, got the whole thing And we're back with another Ego's Last Stand podcast. Josh is on assignment, but I've got my main man, Madison, here today. Interchanging the fat bald guys. <laughs> exactly. Not going to miss a beat. Switch them right out. And I have the Alabama slammer himself, Vic Henley. Vic, how are you? I'm so glad you're here. I'm great. I think, I'm glad you went back to my porn name. <laughs> it was my well. wrestling. It worked well in wrestling, and then I hurt my back, and I had to go into porn. But I was only, I was only on the bottom. I got a VHS <laughs> for you to sign afterwards. Okay, I can so. do it. <laughs> so how are you? What's been I'm going great. on? Where you been? Where you going? I've been, uh, what have I, lately I've been all over. I was, in the, I was in the East Coast. I did some casino oh. gigs. And then I was in Canada. I went up to, we did a show in Bangor, Maine. Uh, with Ron White, and then we went over to right. Eastern Canada, oh, nice. somewhere called Moncton, and it's in Moncton. the Maritime Islands. There's a casino. There. Oh my goodness! Do they, so, yeah. do they have hillbillies in Canada? Oh, I've, there's hillbillies everywhere. There's hillbillies in the Congo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me there's some little poor village that all the huts are one way, and then there's two huts on the end that they got a hole in the top of the hut. Or the water buffaloes up on blocks. Absolutely. One of, his, one of his horns is turned the wrong way. He doesn't milk on the right day. Oh Something, my Even gosh. if you speak in clicks and whistles, there's somebody going to be Did you hear the accent on that stupid jackass? <laughs> he's supposed to say click, click, whistle, whistle, and he clearly went whistle, whistle, click, click. Where the hell is he from? That is, that's not. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. Hillbillies everywhere. I, I dated a girl from Sweden, and yeah. she was from the southern tip of Sweden. Like the next thing is the ocean. Yeah, is literally. She's and, and it, that's literally like being from the south here. Really, I thought it was weird that I'm from Alabama, and I literally met a girl from the Alabama of Sweden. That's hilarious. <laughs> you got uh, worldwide hillbilly confederation. My town was. Oh, they told me when I first went there. My town. She was from a little village. My town was, you know, like a suburban little sprawl area. I went yeah. to high school at strip malls, and but it isn't rural. Yeah, and she's from. 600 people like a little rural place a village the of nowhere absolutely it was crazy that is insane and, and not to steer it with this uh, I would she worked and uh, I would walk her dog when she was at work she was a zookeeper I dated a Swedish zookeeper I get to say that Aww. a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just animals go. do they have in Sweden uh, well they, the zoo was in at the, on the other side you went to Denmark and uh, she uh. was there but they was called Tropicaria and it was you know it wasn't a massive killer zoo but it was a zoo <laughs> a lot of reptiles monkeys so you lived in things. Sweden for no 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 I would uh. just do I did long distance back and forth. Oh, for a cool! While. Yeah, that is exactly. insane. So you, you still keep touch with no, her? No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. But when she's I was still walking, at the zoo. When I was walking, <laughs> she probably is. When I was walking at the, uh, the dog one day, they told me uh, there's racists that live down the road. And sure enough, I saw in Sweden, in the middle of nowhere, in a little village, there's one farm that had the stars and bars on the front of the barn. <laughs> aren't they all? Aren't they all? I was looking for the Nazi. No, they went full on Confederate. That is fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad to see our reaches. It was, it was global. Nobody, everybody in the little area knew them, and it was just they just avoided them. So it was like, don't be surprised if you see them. Like, well, tell me more. I'm like, yeah. you know, how did this happen? They're like, what, where's your know. literature? What's we the literature on that? There's a weird family, and there's like nine of them, and they've had that on there forever, and we don't know, and nobody ever Do, sees them. They so just they're stay over there. they're aware of of the, what they're representing. My people were, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're, you're gonna feel at home. They're busting my balls immediately it sounds like you, know? you need to take the podcast on the road to sweden and we would be so people. welcome there but they, they that's how they handled it they didn't threaten them or they just it, it was not it also the people weren't they didn't 
I like like we're running around town, according to the people I knew. I'm yeah. like, you know, how many of them are there? Like, we're not really sure. We think it's husband, <laughs> wife, couple of kids. We don't know. Kids are grown. Everybody lives there. Oh my goodness! It's one of those. That's all everyone knew. We don't ever see them hardly. Out at the compound. You know, yeah, exactly. Big but spread. But it, <laughs> it was nice. Inbreeding, probably. There's what no kind of going on? Clue Klux out there, moose breeding. Cell, <laughs> you know, organization. So I, I do have a question for you. I, I was listening to some of your some of your older stuff. Oh God. Are, have you have you gotten anything new? No. <laughs> have you gotten any more into NASCAR? No, not really. <laughs> I just I you know I have a million funny stories about it. The jokes make it sound like I didn't like it, but it's one of those things where uh, Talladega is 15 minutes from my house. Right. That's I a, camped in that infield as a, as a kid. At they a were necessity? building the thing. No, as a, <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny joke. Really good. True answer. Church trip. <laughs> There it is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't have thought about that had you not said. But it was yeah. So somehow or another, various church when they're building, you could make. Well, I'm a, glad the Lord finally stepped in. You could make <laughs> arrangements to camp in the infield on these on various you know church that group outings right. or whatever. Yeah, wow. They're building the thing. I still remember as a kid. Well, it is a religion there. You tried to walk. It is. Yeah. You would try to walk up the side of it. Those banks are so mm-hmm. steep, and you couldn't. When you right. when we saw it later, we couldn't figure out. You know, because your kids. And we didn't know about centrifugal force and the car has to, yeah. and because we were just out there trying to climb up and it was almost like a vertical cliff when you're a kid. We're like, how are these cars just trying to ride at the carnival where it slams your back against the wall? That's right. how it was explained to us. Just, well, that, that but I don't. We I, so I went every year, and then my older yeah. brother, my older brother was grand marshal one year and rode in the pace car. Oh wow! So from the first ten that they had from '69, I think to about '79, uh-huh. I went every year. I went every well, year. Well, I'm, I'm glad that makes and you they, feel a little they better. Would, they would rent a giant U-Haul and put 58 idiots in the back of it, <laughs> and then everybody would have a folding chair. And when you got there, they had a couple of U-Hauls. When you got there, everybody would pile out and take their folding yeah. chair up on the roof and sit on the roof. Yeah, that's how you do now it. Now they've got it all. Condo- this was the early bootleg versions of this. I, and, I'm, I'm there for it. I want but, to bring it back. But you, we, I guess back when the drive-in was cool, you would hear them talking about sneaking people in. They'd be yeah, in the trunk. In the trunk. But I can remember all of us in the back. Shh. It was like <laughs> smuggling aliens from another country in, yeah. in the back of a truck. Border crossing into the NASCAR event. Right. I love that. We were going from Calhoun County to Talladega County. That is border crossing. <laughs> huge border yeah. crossing. You don't know what's going on over there. Those people are crazy. Build, build the wall. Why so, not? So, I, so yeah, I sort of, by the time I was in my 20s, and I'd moved to New York, and I just didn't care. But yeah. it was sort of been there, done that. I liked it. True. It was fun. But after you go twice a year, you go to 18 out of 20 of them or something. Yeah. You know? So that's all right. That's but how I, I feel know. about Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> I go twice a year. I've been there. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I got that kind of money. Well, mm-hmm. Foxworthy told me once, that, and I couldn't make this happen, but Bill... Elliot, awesome Bill from Dawsonville, mm-hmm. who won some championships. Yeah, we were doing a club once in Atlanta, and um, he he was going to take us for a ride in the car. If we got out to road Atlanta, he was going to take us on the big, big line. Foxworthy got it arranged, and I couldn't make it work. Yeah, and they strapped him in. There's no other seat. They just have to kind of <laughs> harness you down. Yeah, in what would be the passenger side. Yeah. Foxworthy's just in there, kind of crouching, <laughs> hanging on to the cage. You know. Yeah, and he's cruising along, and, and Bill Elliott said, you know, he's going like 140. And nothing. so nothing, and and so he's like, and Foster goes, it's pretty good. He's, <laughs> he's enjoying it, but you know, because same thing when you're riding through the turn, it looks like you're driving straight into a wall. Uh, yeah. And so Bill Elliott goes, I'll take it up if you want me to. And Foster goes, take it up. So he cranks it up to about 180. Oh my goodness. And I thought, well, he's terrified. Yeah. He's, sitting there, he's literally just clenching <laughs> for dear life. And he goes, it was all I could do to turn my head. He goes, you see this on television? It's just like this guy goes around in a circle, circle, circle. But if you're in that cockpit, it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. And he goes, I'm the focus, the concentration 
concentration for five hours. How do they do this? Yeah. He says, all I could do to turn my head barely to the left figure, and he's just going to be locked in, both hands on the wheels. Elliot, he's got one hand on the wheel. <laughs> he's look, he's waiting on Foxworthy to look at him. He's got, not even looking straight ahead. Foxworthy finally oh cranks his head around. He's like, it's pretty cool, ain't it? <laughs> just driving with his knees. Foxworthy's like, ah, that's straight, straight. <laughs> if you shoot your pants in a race car, you might be a But it's, yeah, and I, I missed that out by a day. I had oh, that would have been fun. I yeah, had to that would have been town, something happened. I know. I always regretted that. You know, once, once, uh, I heard, especially when I heard the story. That's terrible. So, so that, but then that's it. That's my whole NASCAR. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you anything in, in the past twenty-five years. I, I have a child named after a NASCAR driver. Really? Yes, of course I do. But listen, it's a cute story. Dale Earnhardt died. If you hadn't heard, he died. <laughs> the girl I'm working with, Mandy, I, I was meant to tell her last night. She has a joke about the uh, the number three decals. Yeah. And they have like little halos on them and stuff. Yeah. And the first time I saw one, it, it was the number three, and it had the halo. And then underneath it, it said, "Going to race in a better place." <laughs> Well, that's going to be my tramp stamp. Well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy who has a joke. Uh, I think his name's Cliff Cash. He's a comedian out of North Carolina who has a joke about when, when Earnhardt died, how people would say, you know, God just needed a driver. <laughs> or like when, when Andy Griffith died, how uh, he well, well, needed a sheriff. Yeah. Oh, you're like, God. how? He didn't need a lawyer. What he kind of crime is it in heaven? <laughs> he didn't go with the Matlock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go with the lawyer, Andy Griffith. Yeah, the, the, the Catholic Church could probably use a few lawyers. Oh, at this gosh. Yeah. No hillbillies there. Probably not. In the Catholic Church? <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of hillbillies. I don't know about that. I bet they are. They closet them. Well, no, you can't. You know, <laughs> see, everything triggers something with me. The last time I was, I had to go to, a, I had to go to a christening a few years ago. Yeah, and I never been to one. So you, I, you got to. I mean, I've been in the Catholic Church, but it's been many years. So you go in on mass for the regular mm -hmm. Sunday thing, and then at the end, everybody just stays, and the few people that have the baby are getting christened, right? Yeah. So the the, the priest is old. He's like he's maybe eighty. In the Lord's it, waiting it, room. And it was near Christmas, and instead of the. He was really short, and he told a really cool story. So I'm used to, when I was in church, you know, you don't want the preacher to go long. That's yeah. all you're ever, right, right. no matter what religion it is. When right. it's bad, when it gets long, you know, that's another thing. So they're so different. Well, here's a couple things we're exactly the same on, yeah. and one of them is that. So instead of rambling, for he tells a little cute story, because around Christmas time, about his dad and his brother and his family, and it was really sweet, yeah. and that was about it, right? So there's a little bit of a break when the brass is over and everybody leaves, and they're setting up for the christening, and I've gone out uh, to go to the bathroom. And I'm coming out of the bathroom, and he's coming out of uh, the, the sanctuary, what we would call down here, I don't know, cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big room. It's so, a meeting hall. Yes. And he comes out, and we're kind of walking back in the room together. It's just me and him. And I go, hey, man, Father, I knew his name was Father Mark. I go, hey, Father Mark, uh, that was really cool. I really enjoyed your Christmas story. Great set. About your family. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, really short, sweet, right. no fat, really right. good. <laughs> and uh, he looks at me, and he goes, and he, he missed the entire point. He's like an old person. He just tapped his chest and went, I can't find my key. <laughs> I didn't even trust. I just kept going. I went right past him. Gotcha. Instead of walking in the room, I went around to the other door and went up the side. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you get for trying to be nice to the pedophile. <laughs> uh, so, I heard you've done some work with the original OG George Bush. Oh yes, the George George Herbert Walker Bush forty one. I am a 41. huge fan of the Bush dynasty. Sure, every single one of them. I hated to see the grab basket stuff at the end. That was. I'm kinda, okay. I'll no, take it. But my granddad did that. 
They so, right, so that's, that's, I'm not excuse, but I'm saying my mom when they finally had to put him in the nursing home, he was about 96. And uh, and he was coherent and everything. Yeah. He didn't have anything wrong with him. He was just grab assy. Yeah. And he, my granddad grabbed my ass. You're in the, <laughs> he was getting getting his last few days. I, was, I thought of my because my mom the first couple of months he was at the nursing home they kept coming to haul her and my uncle down there and going we're going to throw him out. <laughs> they're getting really angry. You can't walk That's in front grandpa. of him. You know he's yeah. And so they're in there. My mom's they like, take turns. Daddy, <laughs> they take turns. Stop it, daddy. There's no there's only one nursing home in town. Right. We're not coming. So I think like, I guess they screamed it out of him. So that, I thought of God. Bush forty one immediately at the end. But but you know I, when I met him, good. I met him. You know, it ran over about a fifteen year period. Yeah. From the first time meeting him to the last time I saw him. You know, the last time I saw him was at an event, and Ray Charles played the event as the entertainment. Oh, that's wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was that's crazy. cool. Yeah, this corporation, and then Paul Anka was there. You know, legendary mm-hmm. Paul Anka. So uh, Paul Anka wrote my way for Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. and the two things I remember from this gig was heard Muhammad Ali, George Forty One, uh, Ray Charles. And oh wow! Paul, but they they gave Paul Anka two hundred. There's a paper company. They make boxes, and they're global. They're in yeah. Australia. I mean, they're they're massive. They're called mm-hmm. Pratt Industries. He's why Bush is there because he's buddies with the CEO. Yeah, and he's okay. like a rich, super global, you know, guy. Yeah, Richard Richard Pratt, really cool guy. So. Uh, they gave Paul Anka a quarter of a million dollars to rewrite my way about the boxes they make. About you fold wow. the flap, you take the tape. <laughs> you know, I did it. All, you know, and, and by right. the end of it, that is frivolous. They, so they, by the end of it, the CEO, he's a tall Australian dude. He's about yeah. six four. Paul Anka's like Prince Tom Cruise short. He's <laughs> oh, a little goodness. bitty fella. And so while they're singing the duet together. He, he, Paul Anka's singing the box song because he's rewritten it. He's oh singing with gosh. the CEO. There's a dude doing what they say, making a box, mm. you know, right? And so by the end of the song, the box is perfectly folded all together, and he sits it down in front of him. Paul Anka stands up on the box so the two of them can close the song together as the same box. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh darn it, that warms my heart. 250 grand. Jeez. Do you remember what you got paid for that event? So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure I got like probably like fifty five hundred dollars. Something that I'd probably, if I was making fifteen hundred at the time, they probably gave me fifty five yeah. or something completely oh excessive. God. Yeah, it was the That's craziest awesome. thing ever. And then the other Paul Anka thing was they were all he was being a dick the whole time. And Ray Charles was coming in on the day of the show, mm-hmm. and Paul Anka had to come in early so they could rehearse this jackass Their sketch whole thing. Or that they thing had yeah, right, you know, and so. We're going back and forth to rehearsals, and because I'm emceeing the thing, I'm in a little car van with them riding around, <laughs> so I'm listening, and Paul Hank is being a total dick, acting like he's scaring them to death, telling them Ray Charles is not going to show up because he's a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, in 56! Right. <laughs> and Clint's in 66. That's hilarious. But it was just, it was so weird. I mean, I can't say anything. I'm just a young comic yeah. idiot there that, you know, that I did their Christmas party one year, so they hired me to come back and do this. What, what was the crowd's reaction to this choreographed mime? Oh, they all, because it's, it's really Paul Anka, so it's kind of weird, and it's not that long. They didn't yeah. sing it. They didn't really stretch it out. They <laughs> like, like you should do if you're a good hacky guitar right. player. Yeah. <laughs> right. Keep it short. <laughs> right, about a couple three lines. Riffs, that's it. Yeah, don't do the whole song ever. And so that's what they. No, they cheered and clapped for everything. It was, I'm it so was, glad. It was 900 of their wink, wink best friends from people that are that rich. Mm-hmm. Was it? You know. uh, so it was a more corporate style event. It's all it was was full on. Let me know. ask you your take on this. Um, why is it when there are businessmen at a corporate event and they hand out T-shirts? I don't know if your event had them or not. Why do they put? 
the t-shirt over the dress button-up shirt. Oh, it's just a straight kiss-ass move. It's just a kiss-ass intern move. That's just the jackass in the company that got excited. I they got can't it. handle that. At the that. same time, it's like at the beginning of Animal House, and they're walking along, <laughs> and Tom Holtz looks at Stephen first. He goes, take that beanie off. He goes, We're supposed to wear them till homecoming. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, don't be a douche. Right. <laughs> that, that is the I, epitome is. of douchiness to it me, is, yeah. is the, the, the corporate T-shirts over your, your the casual extra, clothes. The extra weirdo... Uh, I, I don't like in that in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it doesn't involve swag, but the uh, the sweater tied around your neck from the back, where it looks like the invisible mm-hmm. person is choking yeah. right behind. You know, and it's the middle of summer. It's the middle of summer. Oh, yeah. and you're wearing a long sleeve shirt. Right. You know, somewhere that it's hot. Yeah. On some island, and you've got this cable knit. <laughs> yeah, with your wife Muffy. Just. <laughs> I never liked that one at all either. I thought I'm that was. Not a fan of that. And then tucking the sweater in your pants is also bad. What do you Ooh. like? Just what do never, you mean? Never tuck your sweater in your pants. Like it's just a regular sweater. I know. That you have should on? never. Any if you're in the wintertime, if you're wearing a sweater, doesn't matter if there's a shirt underneath it or not. T-shirt, anything. Never tuck your sweater in your pants. You are passionate about. If you're this. a man, my mom was in retail for 35 years. Fashion tips from Thick Emily, everybody. Right. <laughs> my mom knows her stuff. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mama! Yes, Mama Vic. She jumbled Aww. like three stories together and created one whole brand new story. <laughs> I called my brother immediately after and we figured out all three stories <laughs> piece it together like the Bible we had to have the Rosetta Stone <laughs> the Glorious Stone had to come out and we had to figure out what she meant is, is your mom a fan of your stand up? Uh, she no I don't know she hasn't seen it forever <laughs> she likes it that I'm successful but she hasn't probably seen my show since 1987 or she's probably saw my show the first two years I did yeah. it because they didn't like it I'm cussing and saying things well, sure. she, she, and she heard me till I was 22 that's when I started yeah. doing comedy so it was me like with NASCAR by the time she sees me do it she's already tired of this movie <laughs> yeah. she heard the first 22 years of it she doesn't need to hear the next 30 is your mom a, like a typical Alabama Christian she's pretty straight like as she gets older she gets more straight right yeah, right. yeah I, they, there's a as I, she gets older how much longer she got she, I don't know she's 86 <laughs> and so but they started when I was in college growing up I don't remember we didn't go to church yeah and then by the time I'm maybe 30 I'm, I'm coming through town working or hanging out and stuff and she would tell my friends well we've been going to church our whole life like, that's a lie <laughs> it's just a bald-faced lie <laughs> that's hilarious you gotta say that it's, it's, i used to worry about my stepdad slamming jim beam on the way to the offering game <laughs> at noon we didn't have time for church so well, that's, well, just, that's soon, just tradition they yeah. started going and they started as they retired they started going and they got active and they made a lot of friends and they had their yeah. friends and they both slowed down partying gotta put that facetime in <laughs> and, and uh, so yeah you know, so. Oh, party with the church. Group. But she would sit in the back of the room and watch me, and she enjoyed that people would laugh. She, yeah. She knows I couldn't be doing it this long. She was being on television, see me. She would listen to me on the radio sometimes. Yeah. The stuff on Sirius, they'll play some of it on the clean channel. Mm-hmm. So she knows if she's on this and she hears me, it'll be something that won't make her cringe. My uh, my Meemaw is a fan of yours, oh, and I was God. telling her, I said, oh, I'm so excited, but Kinley's coming. She goes, don't you bother that man. <laughs> he don't need to be bothered with you. <laughs> I love grandma things. I felt when, I, when I started doing stand-up, my, my grandma, who's not died but at 99, I'd gone to Hawaii, uh, and, and we went and watched the whales. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they tell you is they've swam from Alaska. It takes like six months yeah. from to get from these two microphones. All they do is go back and forth. The trip takes a year, and that's what they do. And so the guy, that, I'm telling my grandmother this, my, it was Granny, Granny Henley, and she's like, how was Hawaii? And I go, she goes, did you see the whales? Because she was into National Geographic. Aww. She liked all that stuff. I'm like, it was amazing. I go, I, the, I go the craziest thing I learned was I, when they swim the whole, on the way there, they don't eat for six months. 
and she, she like a total rat stops me down and goes, oh, they ought to eat a little something. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe they won't eat anything. They ought to eat a little something. Like, you know, they ought to eat a little take something. A, yeah, take a plate with you. <laughs> Fix yourself a plate. So I admit that's one of the problems. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm putting this in my act immediately. <laughs> So were you ever clean in the beginning? Were you, oh, sure. Yeah, so. I'm still clean now. I just cuss a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I, nothing I <laughs> well, talk about is I mean. foul. Yeah. Right, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. nothing, no porn, no sex, right. no nothing. But if I'm going to, if I'm on a club stage. Right. And I want to go, you know, uh, I hate Louisville. Well, why would I not go? I hate fucking Louisville. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it makes more sense. Absolutely. Right. Give it to them. But it makes it easy for me to do corporate shows and other shows because all you got to do is take that out. I have to take that out. Yeah. yeah. That sure. But I have a trash mouth and in clubs we all really say anything more. Yeah. Anyway, so. I agree. Well, we, so we don't talk. We're for Christian dads who vape at the podcast. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> I bet Ron White fits that category. I know he's a dad. I know he vapes. I don't think he's a Christian. Does he vape? Is he vaping now? Oh, I cannot picture that at all. I figured he would die with a cigar. He does everything. Oh, he gets into all of it. Yeah, you should hear. I would tell someone he's. He's got a new chunk at the beginning of his show that's only about three weeks old. Yeah. So I don't know if it's findable yet. So I'm not going to uh, reveal it. All yeah, right, right, sure. Right. It's all about the various things and mm. you know what's going on. He the little uh, you know there's all kinds of there's everything now. Right. Oh yeah. But, you know back then, but it used to be brownies was all you'd got. Right. Enemas. I have enemas. <laughs> yeah, really? Absolutely. <laughs> they have tampons. I bet mm. they have. <laughs> sure do whiskey soap. <laughs> I bet they have. And I, I, that's sad. I know somebody. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> now, you're telling me I know too. You do. <laughs> okay. What does your Mima do? Well, she's listening to we my do it show. together. With this. <laughs> At our our our, uh, our VBS does okay. it. Okay. What does uh What does she do? She retired. My Mima. Yeah. I don't remember her ever doing anything. Mm. She's a Mima. Makes chicken and dumplings. Darn That's good it. ones. Okay. How does she make her dumplings? From scratch. Okay. Well, you know, some people she eat with the Pillsbury biscuits. Oh, not Mima. No. You know. Some people get the two. All you got to do is quarter the. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good dumplings, man. That's cheap, but yeah, it works. It works. They're not good. Really well. Yes, they are. Oh, yeah. You, get you the probably bottom. never had them if your Mima never did it, but they are good. No, well, no. I, and I, I never. I, I'm a little uncomfortable talking well, about I don't like this. The, I don't like the dumplings at Cracker Barrel because I just think they're kind of a flat noodle. It's not like a. They dumpling. really are. Yeah. 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 I've, I've always wondered the same thing so about them. The dumpling is yeah. thick. Or, you know. Yeah, it really is like a noodle there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And people love them. Think it's amazing. I'm on board with Cracker Barrel and Mima. Well, you know, sponsored. In- <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. What's up, Kentucky? This is Rex Chapman. I've struggled with addiction in the past. Today, I'm often asked where someone can turn for help. Bridgeway Institute Kentucky offers NAD plus IV therapy to end addiction without horrible withdrawals. I've used NAD plus. NAD plus is a revolutionary treatment that helps heal the brain-destroying disease of addiction. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, visit Bridgeway Institute at bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. You might just be the one to save a life. That's bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. 
And we are back. We want you to definitely check out Comedy Off-Broadway. This is where we film our wonderful show. Check out Cracker Barrel. They got the world's best dumplings. And we don't <laughs> fuck with Pillsbury on this show. Can you, can you work the golf tee game at Cracker Barrel? The golf tee no, game? Oh. No, I cannot. I've gotten down to... Three, really? I think. So you are an eating no rain moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've never claimed to be more than that. Uh, for sure. I may have gotten two before. I think I made maybe two. And my it's brain doesn't work with you it. You can go online. You can figure it It's online if you oh, want to sure. cheat. You can go, there's a way to figure it out in a very few steps. It's not that good. Oh, no. I'm sure it's not. Well, not, well what, are y'all, what are y'all doing at Cracker Barrel so much? I, I, don't, I live in I New work, York. I, I work in New York, one. so when I don't... I don't have one in New York City, so when I'm on the road traveling, I will drop by and remind us why it's... There's no Cracker Barrel in New York? Now, the closest one's about 80 miles away, maybe. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. Maybe 100. 100 yeah. Somewhere. Well, that's disturbing. That's all right. Uh, there's plenty of good restaurants in New York City. They don't need a Cracker Barrel. Correct? Yeah, <laughs> really. That's, yeah. What, that's what I hear say to New Yorkers about the people... He's doing come. okay <laughs> without the Cracker Barrel. Every New Yorker hates the fact... They don't mind that the tourists come. They hate the fact that the tourists come and are fascinated by... This TGI Friday's has four floors. <laughs> We need, we can't. It has the same square footage. It's the same amount of pay as we can get out here in right. you know, yeah, one level of t right. But it's just because New York and the buildings are that way. And they just stand there and take pictures of it. Lose their mind. Look, it's the Google sign. Right. <laughs> you know, My friend has a restaurant across the road, Google headquarters. They just stand there and take pictures. There's a Starbucks that's supposed to be just some kind of Elon Musk futuristic. Yeah. Starbucks is the future. They're not. It's just there to make people come and appreciate Absolutely. Starbucks. It's, right. It's not even functional really but right. you can get caught but it's, it's huge it's like the size of a damn best buy it's really it's that's really, insane and it was just it's a public it's part publicity yeah. and sure. i guess you know but it's just weird it's their version of starbucks world or how, how long have you been in new york now 34 four years 34 right years so you made the move and you stayed I started going there. yeah exactly yeah i left it i left and went to la for about five years now but i went back mm. so i was there for seven and i went going and i've been back for 20. what did two. you miss the most in new york when you were in la Oh God! Uh, people that aren't in show business. <laughs> people, All the fake I, people. I moved. I moved north. Uh, the first I lived there almost five years. The first couple of years I lived in Beverly Hills, and then a bunch of guys I went to high school with. They live out in Thousand Oaks. That's fifty miles north. They're in the textile business. Yeah. They, they just moved to a state where they're golfers. They played golf in college, mm -hmm. and they hated Florida. And they they just moved on a whim. Just just went to California <laughs> and stayed. You know. So I moved fifty miles north to be out there with them because I was so with everybody that's in show oh, business. Naturally. Just because it was just regular people. So that's what I probably miss the most. You, you meet people in New York, they don't care. They, they, everybody's busy. Yeah, the city will kill you. And 50 miles out there like was like, what, a 10-hour drive? Well, because <laughs> I'm a comic and working weird hours, I could. it wasn't that bad. I didn't yeah. care. I went from a one-bedroom apartment with a little balcony to a three-bedroom house with a pool and the pool man and the gardener. Everything came half with it. Half the price. <laughs> oh, yeah, half the price. Right. The insurance saved my car, my homeowners, and my health went down 750 a month. Wow. That's insane. Because L.A. County is one of the most expensive in America, and then right, go 50 miles. Now you're in Ventura County, mm -hmm. and it's here we go. Da -da -dang -dang -dang. It's just like hillbillies are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so, I had a house in Pasadena. But 750 a month, I couldn't believe it when I was, you know, putting mm -hmm. that together. So Pasadena's all right. It's okay. I went out to L.A. a couple months ago for the first time since I started doing comedy. I went to the comedy store, sure. and it was uh, surreal to see how many people that like stand in line to sign up for open mics yeah and like the hours that go into weddings i was going to try and get on a show like it's just an open mic they have out there and it was no, I, I would not survive this <laughs> i couldn't I see do that it. in new york all the time yeah and I'm, i've worked with some of them out of town on gigs and 
I go, okay, I know why you'd want to come do this, but because I know that you probably could do it, you didn't research this? <laughs> Did you find out what you're trying to do here? Yeah. It's a little different than uh, mid- than anywhere Lexington, in middle Kentucky, America. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a little weird. more competitive. Totally, you know, it's, yeah. It wasn't that way always. Yeah. It used to be a lot easier. Yeah. Exactly. They used to show up, and they would only uh, they would only say there's 15 spots. So if 30 people showed up, they yeah. wrote the numbers uh, one through you, you drew out of a hat. They were, yeah. they were one through 30 in a hat. And you passed the hat and you pulled your slip out. And if you got one through 15, you got on. That works. If you got yeah. 16 or higher. Come back next week. See you later. Right. Because that's how that was a lot. Well, yeah. now every one of these even open mic shows are like streamed online by like a million people watch it or it's some kind of podcast or something. So everybody thinks that they can get famous from doing these things so, absolutely uh, that's why everybody's trying to do it i guess but well it's just yeah. like there were more people not trying there was more work than there were comics when i started right and it was just blowing up and now mm-hmm. there's then there was a bomb in 92 where clubs started closing down right and uh and then it sort of picked back up in the, for a long time now at least 10 15 years I'd yeah. say. and uh but then now there's there's an over over Everybody can do it. Everybody. Yeah. When you started a million years ago, uh, wherever you were, if you met somebody, say, I'm trying to pick up a girl in a bar. She doesn't know anything. Like, Why are you yeah. here? I'm a comic. I'm working in the club. Oh, wow. What's that like? <laughs> and then right. so like right around 92, when the club started closing, it had gotten saturated yeah. for almost a decade. You're the same situation. I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm in, a, I'm in town working in the club. I'm a comic. My brother's a comic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're back to almost that now. Everybody Absolutely. knows, you know, and everybody thinks you still have a day job at the container store. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. My, so. my neighbor's funny on Facebook. Yeah. You, you, you probably know. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. He posted the dog thing. He does gifts on Twitter all the time. He's a master. What he can do with the cut and paste. He's making millions. I can't see. How do you animate things like that? <laughs> no, it's very strange. But I hear you have a funny story about Ron White's dog which in Cabo Wabo. No, that's not who, me. No. I've about I don't know mustard. Now you've so you've you've, you've well, is somebody telling you to ask this? Well, no, no, see, no. Let me see what well, what uh, uh, Josh uh, remotely sent it in. He said, "Make sure you ask him about Tater." Cabo Wabo is, is uh, well, it, not Cabo San Lucas. The, Cabo Wabo is the tequila from Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Okay, that's got Ron has his own tequila. Yeah, Ron's got his own tequila. Called yeah. Number One. So he, that might be him shorthanding, saying, ask me about the dog or ask me about the tequila. He said, ask him about Tater Tot in Cabo Wabo, Mexico. Oh, Tater Tot, not the dog. You said the dog. Who's Tater Tot? Tater Tot's his son. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mustard, the French Bulldog. No. <laughs> This I is thought Marshall. I was too. No, you said did I, did she not say I'm No, you said she said dog. You said okay. I, I thought I thought he meant. No, no, no. Okay, so No, Ron okay, White names this kid Tater Tot. <laughs> yes, Marshall White his nickname's Tater Tot. Marshall. <laughs> I've known Marshall since before he was, you know, when he was in the womb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marshall's probably twenty seven now or something like that. He's a real good kid. He's great. So yeah, he's, so anyway, when he was like eighteen, yeah. uh, Ron gets invited to some uh, the guy that does uh, Patron, I think he's having somebody's having a big wedding in mm-hmm. Cabo San Lucas, and Ron takes Marshall with him as his plus one. They're yeah, father, dad. Marshall's eighteen. Absolutely. Here we go, rich people. You know, I go. Oh, this is gonna be so extravagant and great. Yeah. And so it's fun. It's a blast. And so at the reception, he notices there's there's fountains with the flowing on down the ice, and you just mm-hmm. stick your shot glass in front of it, and then they're handing you margaritas and everybody. 
and Ron notices Marshall's hitting it pretty heavy. <laughs> and uh, he goes over, you know, hours so into it and says, son, I'm not telling you what to do. We're in Mexico. You're, you're 18. is old enough to drink. I'm not far be it for me to tell anybody, but I think you're starting a lot a little too fast right. here. A little too, you might want to just ease up, eat something. You know, yeah. we got, we're going to be here another hour, just, you know. Yeah. And so uh, he said he noticed him. And every, he said he, every night he noticed him sitting down and kind of doing a little disco nap mm-hmm. for a minute. But then he'd wake back up and pound a few more shots. <laughs> And so, what a trooper. So, the, and it, but they're going. They're, it's down where the, the party is, back to their hotel. It's just real curvy, curvy, curvy. You know, hairpin, hairpin, hairpin. And so they're standing out there, and here they are. Everybody's lining up to get into the little vans and stuff, taxis. And they're still standing out there with on trays, champagne. Absolutely. <laughs> so Marshall's still grabbing them, double fisted. And, and Ron's going, look, son, I told you earlier, this is, you know, I, he goes, you know what, I ain't going to say anything else because uh, you can just, you can listen to me or you can uh, you can just learn the hard way. <laughs> Marshall between shots goes, I think I'm just going to learn the hard way. <laughs> and just pounded like two oh more my God. waiting to get in. The, so about the third hairpin turn, it's just Katila vomit out of the nose. Oh, it's going man. all in the air vent. They got the air running because it's hot. It's Mexico. So now it stinks and the guy's mad. Everybody's angry. That's that's great. You know, they got to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Patron, too. Oh, gross. <laughs> I think I'll just learn the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And he goes, that's my boy. That's what yeah, I probably like that's what I would have said. That's what I would have said yeah. at the time, you know. What a proud moment. <laughs> oh, God. Marshall's a good kid. It's so funny. The, the, I Two times in about the past nine years, uh, my phone went on. The floor. One time I dropped a phone and it just broke and I yeah. couldn't hardly get any of it back. And then, um, then when they did reset it, I got it fixed. Uh, the only name that was in there was Marshall White. <laughs> That's <laughs> Every, all you need. Not an email, zip, nothing. One phone number. And, and then it happened again about five years later. The whole thing, when it, the whole thing reset, it only gave me Marshall again. So I sent him a text both times. I'm like, apparently the universe wants us to stay together. Yeah. <laughs> wants to keep you connected. So, no, he's, he's a lot of fun, I'm telling you. Does he, does he do comedy or anything? Or? No, he, yeah. he lives in Austin. He works at, um, he programs. And, then, and he's, he's, he's got a living girlfriend. They've been together, God, for eight or nine years. And she's a music teacher, I oh, think. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, they're just they're like a little hippie couple. that live in Austin and hang out. And, well, that's a departure. You know, so. Ron well, he grew up laid right? back. His mom's pretty laid back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got they got on, the first wife, the baby mama, they got on great. Yeah. Yeah, she got a chance to, Right when it, if they were going to break up, and Marshall's maybe one or two, yeah, she got a chance for her job to go straight up this thing in retail and go. She was, they were sending her to travel around to go to like various Walgreens, go check on every Walgreen in the Southwest, That's great. And make sure their Revlon's in order. Yeah, so it was some kind of thing with cosmetics and some chain. Right when Ron's taking up, so they both got these incredible opportunities. They both never made more than probably eighteen five a year. Yeah, <laughs> right around the same time that it was kind of arguing a little bit. They both got a chance to go to like like fifty. And that's, so, that's a huge jump. And they were high school sweeties, and they always got along. So they just kind of shook hands and went their separate Parted ways. ways. Uh, and so, because her thing made her move. So so she took Marshall and moved. So he was raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. But Ron was always around. But they yeah. were all, everybody always, because we see them all the time. Yeah. She remarried. They came, you know, the new husband. They've been together. Good Lord, you know, whatever. What's the best years. way for it to happen? So I, you hardly see that, especially no, in hillbilly booger world. Right. You know, somebody's got a grudge against somebody about oh, something. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I've got one of those. Do you? Oh, yeah. I got a couple of them. A friend of ours just passed away, and, and I always liked the guy, but he never liked me that much. If there, was, <laughs> if there was a whole bunch of us in the crew, 
He liked everybody but me. Yeah. The reason he didn't like me is all the way back to like senior year, his high school girlfriend from the ninth grade till college or something. They don't, I don't think they ever got married, but they had gotten in a fight and she went to a different school and she picks me to be the grudge fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> For the two weeks that they broke up. I have no idea till it's too late. <laughs> I have no idea. I just think I've gotten lucky and picked up a hot girl at the movies and then yeah. a, couple of, a couple of dates later, bam. You there know, it is. I find out later, uh-oh, God. And so... Then later it was I was we had graduated college. That probably happened when I was eighteen. I was probably twenty eight. I was already doing stand up yeah. six or seven years, and I would always see him at home around the holidays, and, stuff, and he'd always say hi. And he, but he, <laughs> you knew deep down. So he finally told me when he was tw like twenty eight. He goes, you know, what? I think I I really feel like an idiot because I've just been giving you the short end of the stick here for something ten years. I go, yeah, you have been. It's crazy. Now, I go, I get that, it. I go, I get. Oh that, fuck okay, yeah, you yeah. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you can completely. No, tell. but I mean, did you know that that's why he was? I had you that? To, okay. you know, Oh yeah, okay. all the other friends are telling me. That Okay. We're, all laughing, we're all laughing about him, and I'm like, I, and I don't care. He probably told him how much better you were than him. Well, he worked for. The, he later ended up working for the DEA. Oh. Oh shit. So which, <laughs> this is tied to uh, when we were talking about his. They were just making arrangements for his funeral, and I was talking to a friend of mine. I was telling me about it, and. Uh, there was a, it's it's a real small like a county so there's only like one DEA guy or two for the whole county mm -hmm. so they're not you're not supposed to know where their office is right <laughs> it's not really advertised right. like the police department right, right? Right, right and so but because it's our group from high school and teenagers my one friend that still lives there he he, he, all, he just finds out where it is so he just goes walking he's in there the guy comes back from lunch one day my friend is sitting there with his feet up on his desk he's like how'd you get in here. <laughs> And my friend goes, you don't think I can credit card the door? <laughs> he goes, by the way, good security here at the DEA. <laughs> Where do you keep the drugs? Top notch. He's like, who all of you told me? He goes, everybody yeah. knows y'all are here. <laughs> <laughs> they, thought they, had it, they thought they had it figured out. Well, he was the state, he worked for the state board of liquor for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know, not necessarily looking for bootlegging and stuff, but yeah. you know, just making sure no illegal sales, liquor store checks, yeah. lot, things like that. And so somehow or another that transitioned him into a federal from the state. Sure. So he would, nobody was supposed to know, but everybody's like, Lambert got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> She's done, shh, shh. <laughs> 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 undercover. <laughs> Don't out him. Right. Gosh. Don't mention Missy Bryan from 1979. <laughs> We're going to look her up. Mm -hmm. so sad. That's going to be uh... Don't do that. <laughs> leave people alone. See what Meemaw said. See what Meemaw said. Lady, don't be bothered. Oh, Meemaw be all up in there. She don't listens to the police scanner. Oh, does she really? She's one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. This is call it. Well, Billy got pulled over. Probably be going down, going downtown here in a little bit. You know he's got something on him. <laughs> yeah. Never could. Never could. Never could get it right with Billy. My friend's grandmother did that growing up. And she was she would give us some good stuff every now and then. Oh, yeah. Out, you know, there was this... There was this man who owned a kind of a junkyard, yeah. and it was next to a, he's had a big piece of property. He had a, a drive-in movie, speaking of earlier, he had the drive-in movie, a junkyard, and then something else, like a little store. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, because there's only four cops where I'm from, they, right. they, they try to get down there and bust him on, you know, you got to keep the junk on the junkyard. Uh, looks like, you know, he might pull up in the parking lot of the store with one to the back of a tow truck before yeah. he took it but they're just screwing with him they got nothing to do and he's crazy man and everybody knows he's crazy <laughs> and it's a small enough place he's threatening them you know i love that and so cleo hilton my friend's grandmother uh she his name was ralph carter and she finally we came home from school one day <laughs> and she's sitting there and she goes well they ralph carter finally got him <laughs> and they went in there he beat both of them so bad he dragged them out to the car handcuffed them to their own steering wheel with their own handcuffs wow. then used the police radio to call back to headquarters and go 
It's Ralph Carter. I've got so, so Cleo Hilton hears all this on the police. Oh my god! Because he's using the police radio. Absolutely. <laughs> That is hilarious. That is fantastic. I told you it's gonna happen. Come get me. Come get me. I know I'm going to jail. I've had enough. I told you. I told you to leave me alone. You know. Well, it was so funny because oh, the one man. cop was the, the the arrogant cop that was always drunk with power that nobody hated. Mm-hmm. The stereotypical dick cop. The reason that, I know a ton of those. Yes, that anybody's never liked. This yeah. was the guy. And there, when there's only four or five cops in your town, you can't have one of those. Yeah, there's only room you know, for Ma- one. Mayberry ain't big enough for that. Right. <laughs> you know, Ralph Carter will just stomp your ass. <laughs> Some, right. This policeman will police itself. Right. Keep, Literally, he'll keep. He's a sovereign citizen. He'll keep everyone in check. It was so funny because. Nobody liked the bad cop, and it, so the next thing that went along with the gossip vine was, if you got anybody, there's only one hospital, if you got anybody that happens to be in the hospital this week, go up there and visit them. Eggie was the crappy cop's name, E-G-G-E, and they're like, yeah. Eggie's on the fifth floor. <laughs> <laughs> so go visit a loved one, and then just go on down the fifth floor and walk by and look, look at him in. in there with his jaw wired shut, and they That's ruptured hilarious. his ball sack. He, had, they, they, he kept kicking him in the ball so bad that he's sitting there with this giant like inner tube thing around his nuts. That's great. <laughs> How much time did he get for that? I don't know. Probably not. I can't. He didn't go. He didn't go state. No, he's got. No. Probably, it's probably first wow. defense or they something. They handle that locally. Uh, he got assault with a, an officer, but if it's just your fist, it's not a deadly weapon or anything. Oh, <laughs> so you can probably get. Nowadays, you'd get a lot. For I that. could, if I had my phone, I could call my friend Norton, <laughs> <laughs> who's the same dude who was in the DEA office, same guy. Wow. And I, he, he, he could take. He, it was clear. It was his grandmother. I guarantee he could take right. Oh, he, six months, <laughs> sixty days. You know, time served. Yeah, so, we wouldn't seen him. Just doing weekends. You know, they yeah, let so, him work. Well, he said he had, he had three businesses going. <laughs> He had to come clean up his junkyard Monday through Friday. Go put some money on his books. That's one of the best Oxford stories. There's a a ton of those. I love that. So what kind of shows you got coming up? Um, I'm here this week and then uh, next week I'm with Kathleen Madigan in Texas. (gasps) Oh, cool. I love her. So I go to San Antonio on Thursday and we're there Thursday and Friday and then we go out to uh, Midland. Uh, and then we fly a week from tomorrow. We mm-hmm. fly back to New York, and they're in Nashville, so they, uh, she flies back to Nashville. She's one of my favorites. Oh, she's great. She's really fun. I've been we were longtime friends for yeah twenty eight years or something like that, probably. That's fantastic. You know? We had a, a buddy from here that actually opened up for her. You know, you know, Renan Hirschberg at all? Yeah, I bet him. I bet yeah, yeah. he did our Christmas special. Oh, cool. He was funny. He's funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, real good. He's, he, a, he's a Kentucky guy. Serious. I know that he talked yeah. about all that. He. Uh, because all it was was what was it like being a Jew in Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. the whole, because the whole yeah. point was to tell holiday stories, not doing your act. Right. Yeah. And Sirius gave us two. They gave Kathleen two three-hour segments mm-hmm. and to record Kathleen Madigan's little holiday special. So yeah. it was everything from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And as comics, you could elbow in like a bad New Year's gig sure. story right. or something. And, and he came down and yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, he's we, really funny. He showed it was really funny because um, he showed up. The same day as Mike Birbiglia, who was boring and gave us nothing. <laughs> and, really? And, and maybe the only person we used that got edited out. Wow. And Because he just, he had he didn't have anything. He just. He's he, not a big punchline yeah, kind of guy. He didn't have any good stories. Yeah. Say, you know, they're like, what, you, what do you remember? He's like, I remember my dad was a doctor, so he was hardly around. And around the holidays, we always got to see him more because he was a doctor. And that was the one time he was home. <laughs> Cool, was man. Two hours. That's the one line we got out of him. Like, Anything funny about that? Anybody? Else? None. No. And then so, but I remember Ron <laughs> came in and Bariglia left. And first, for the first 10 minutes, Kathleen's going, Thank God you're here. Because <laughs> I was co hosting with her. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but he, that's the first time I met him. He's a, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's you funny. know, he worries a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, it's in his blood. 
but he can't he's also immature for his age <laughs> he doesn't know you know he's asking them how do you get to so you want me to go to scranton from new york he lives in queens yeah there's a bus <laughs> you could rent a car it's how, pretty how do you, direct how do you, i don't know how you rent a car i don't know if i've ever done that before i don't even know so a lot of the answers are like you're too old to not have a driver's <laughs> right. license right kind of and he may not i don't know if he can drive <laughs> yeah well yeah. i'm serious he's, I honestly don't know, but I mean, he moved to New York not that long ago, like maybe four years ago or something. No, so, yeah. they're always teasing him about that one now. Yeah. You don't have, I know you've got a phone, you yeah. book a flight. Google right. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, you need to be in Dallas this day, and we're leaving right. Dallas this day. Right. Do it. Right. <laughs> you know, here's where the gig is. I'd look for something near the gig for a hotel room. <laughs> I'm not doing this for you. Right. Just a little uh, suggestion. But, you know, but yeah, they, everybody, they, they all, the, the tour managers, anybody you're working with, they'll give you sort of a time frame and an outline of, and then it's mostly up to you. They just give yeah. you extra money, and you just do it yourself. Yeah. You don't want to stay in the same. She's going to stay in the really nice place. Right. I'd rather be at the Hampton Inn for eighty-four dollars. Save your money. Three hundred eighty-four dollars. Yeah. But you know, he a couple of times he just saw where they were and went over there. God bless him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's really sweet, but it's a, most of the mistakes, right? Are, have you really out, been out in the world? Right. <laughs> You're not Queens. Is like Iran. You know. Right. <laughs> you can get killed over there. He did. A, he did a whole one-man show that was actually really, really funny. All around. He did it over in Queens. All around the fact that just his phone just didn't work for one day <laughs> and what he had to do <laughs> it was really good mm. so are you big on the social media you I, keep you know, up you no, tweet i do sometimes i've prided myself i've never blocked anybody <laughs> well sometimes, usually i'll sometimes i'll answer if, if ever six months it gets really bad somebody hating you then i'll answer them and yeah. I, I never say anything bad i was like i know it's horrible <laughs> you know a million percent well i couldn't agree with you more every day <laughs> i can't turn it off that's my standard answer <laughs> and then like, these are right back most everybody will come and defend me when somebody's really ugly yeah i don't have to write back anything everybody go leave him alone yeah absolutely and then, well i don't really care because it doesn't mean anything so right. it don't matter you're supposed to put if it'll bring more people to some shows and it's what you're supposed to do i'll yeah. do it <laughs> i'll do that in instagram i don't do facebook hardly anymore it's probably stupid. You should probably do everything the same. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I have to do it and type it all in, and I get bored. Right. <laughs> you you get I'm bored of yourself. Somebody to do it. Yeah. Exactly. There, I don't want to. There's a whole market of people who will type up your thoughts on social media for you. Oh, I know. But you got to pay them. I'm cheap. I don't want to. pay them. <laughs> when I can do it for free, I just want to do it for free and do it half as well. Absolutely. And be lazy. And save it. all the money. But I'd be okay. Yes. I mean, I you rather, should I'd, get that on a t-shirt. So I'd rather go to Smith and Walensky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got anything else for us? Uh, that's it, I think. I'm with Madigan, and then in October, I'm back with Ron White. And Mad uh, we're in Rochester, uh, New York, and Albany, New York, with Ron in October. And, uh, and then I'm in New York the rest of the year. Does he send you free tequila? So, I've never asked him to. You should. If I'm, You're a tequila I, guy, right? Yeah, but the yeah. only way you could, um, you have to get it from taterstequila.com. <laughs> and I don't know, how, I don't, there isn't any way for me to get it from free from them. Yeah. And uh, then I, it's too big a bottle to put in my luggage and bring home. It's true, true. I'm true. never checking a bag from I just got right, just a right. carry on and it's too damn big. Logistically, it doesn't You're giving work. me a good idea because I've never talked to us. A week yeah. or so ago when I was in Atlantic City with them, we were on the tour bus and I was going back to New York and not on any kind of public transportation. Right. I should have asked them for one. Because it's, it's in the storage yeah. bin. I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah, plenty of it. I feel like he travels heavy. He, it's in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he, when he flies somewhere, I, they just have it sent there, a bottle. Yeah. I've seen him on shows at, on, at the comedy store where he just brings a bottle into the room with him. Sometimes those are real, sometimes those aren't. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do have his brand at the comedy store, so that might be real. Yeah. 
excuse me, 90% of the time on the stage, on the tours out in America, on stage and theaters, yeah. it's it's probably not real. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that about... He'll wait till it's over. Yeah. It was a lot, there was a long time it was real, and yeah. it, it, there was too many, almost fell down, forgot the show, stared out into space for too long. Right. Yeah. So it only took three or four of those in front of a couple thousand people. <laughs> right. That'll embarrass anybody. It doesn't matter. You don't have to keep yeah. doing it. Well, i got to do something about yeah, that. Because <laughs> to, 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 they'll watch it. Now, once you see yourself do it, they're like, oh, fuck. Right. Let me uh, let me rethink. I this can process. wait an hour and a half. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just have one waiting for me when I get off That's stage. That's usually okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you check out Comedy Off Broadway. Make sure you check out everything that Kenley's doing. It's one of my favorites. America's Sweetheart, the Alabama Slammer. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute club favorite here. Everybody here loves him. Absolutely. When I first started here, your first weekend here, everyone said. Vic's coming. Vic's I owe coming. the money. That's why. Absolutely. <laughs> used to play poker but I, I know even now, like like you know, Rayanne doesn't work here very often, but she always she came comes in last back. Night. Yeah, she comes back for all the Scott's all the came, came in last night. Yeah. A lot of I love seeing people. That's yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 So anyway. All right. Well, make sure you check us out. Become a patron on Patreon, and have a good night. Peace. <laughs>